What is up again, everybody? It is your favorite wine portfolio manager, Chris Austin, here with another episode of Give a Sip. Uh, I want to start off right out of the gates here just saying how we're going to change the format a little bit. I feel like a lot of what I've been doing is just spewing a bunch of information at you all, uh, trying to get uh, as much out to you as I can, but it's not really that productive uh, or easy for you to navigate that. So I'm going to really save a lot of that information and try to put it back into more recaps. The 5WK that Kevin sends out covers a lot of what I look at anyways, as does the uh, rival notices that Amy puts out. So a lot of that information is already covered. Um, what we're going to start to do here more is talk a little bit uh, broader, a little, little more um, philosophical, if you will, uh, still keeping to what we do as a company and what we're selling and what's coming in and, and pertinent details, but just uh, just focusing a little bit more uh, on general observations and trends as well and, and really highlighting the new things coming in more uh, than just going through a bunch of details. So that's going to be the big change uh, going forward. Uh, you know, it, it, it'll take me a while probably get into a rhythm with it. Bear with me, but uh, hopefully it's going to end up being better for all of us in the long run. Uh, and so with that in mind, uh, let's dive right in, shall we? Um, first things first, uh, talking pre-sales, the uh, long-awaited Solbera just arrived uh, in Washington. I believe Oregon's inventory is due probably tomorrow is my guess. Um, this, is, this is the pinnacle of Brunello. Uh, really, really special bottle for us to have. Not a lot to be had. Mind you, uh, I think it's a total of like 12 bottles that we get for the whole state um, or something really, really tiny like that. But it's really, really exciting to just have something cool to, like that to, to just offer as a uh, I like to think of it more as like a thank you to some of our best customers and some of the strongest Volio supporters uh, more so than anything else. It's not cheap, obviously. It's over 500 bucks a bottle, uh, but it is Soldera. Uh, there is glassware and uh, books uh, that are coming alongside of it. Those are shipped separately. So uh, we can ship the wine now if you want, but the glassware and books aren't here yet. So just be aware of that. Um, I wrote a note to Sarah Shoemaker, who you all met a couple weeks ago at the Porchetta party. Uh, and uh, hopefully she'll give me some more updates on the books and the glassware soon. But obviously what's the most important is the wine. And that's here. Um, outside of that, uh, we also got in some pretty heavy hitters from Spain. The Clo Mogador came in, as did the Castro Ventosa single vineyards from Raul Perez. So that Manitas from uh, Clo Mogador. I know it's a little confusing because there's parts of that that uh, winery that are with Europe bin. That's not what this is. It's not what we sold previously. Manitas is a slightly different style. Think closer to the Espectacle if you ever have experienced that versus the other classic Clo Mogador wines. Um, that came in. We also got a bunch of olive oil from him uh, from our buddies at Boutique. And uh, that was just a little thank you for the great job we've done in our first year with them. So everybody's getting a bottle of olive oil. Just reach out to me for uh, for when you want that. Uh, and I will be happy to get it shipped with your samples. Uh, and then we are finalizing details for the next Jose Pastor arrival. Uh, I will send that out as soon as I have confirmation of pickup. I don't want to send anything too early in case there's things that get changed or whatnot. You know, it's, it's never final until it's, till it's here. So uh, look out for that very, very soon. Uh, but that will likely be, oh, we'll probably get one more in before the end of the year. So this is the second to last, the penultimate Jose Pastor pre-sale. This one should have uh, things like Invinite on it. So that should be pretty exciting. Uh, and then the big pre-sales from earlier in the year, the Barolos uh, from Emson. 
and the Champagne pre-sale. Uh, things are looking on track for like a late September, early October. I, I hope, I think that's what it looks like still so far. We'll keep you updated. Um, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, we're all holding our breaths till that, uh, till that gets in. Um, other big notes in terms of price changes, the white myth and the constrictor from Balboa were just switched in the system. Um, it was just a, a simple matter of having the costs in backwards. So we've switched that. So the white myth is now properly priced at that lower price point, And the constrictor has gone up to that 1810 price where it's supposed to be. Um, so if anybody got some of the constrictor uh, previously, you know, good for you. You got lucky, but that it wasn't the correct price. It is 1810. Uh, and then the, uh, the, the white myth, if anyone did get some previously, we're happy to make it right for them. Um, so please do reach out and let me know. We can we can make those changes and give the credits where they're where they're due. Cool. Um, so normally this is where I would talk about policies. This is one of the things I'll be phasing out, but I do want to talk a little bit about what was sent out by Michelle uh, about market work. I know we have all uh, uh, been enjoying, to be honest, not having to manage uh, this additional aspect of this job. Uh, you know, having having the ability to do our job uh, without what some might consider distractions. Uh, and I think that uh, that time has been great, but we need to start realizing that uh, that time is coming to an end. Uh, having people in the market is a great asset. It is part of what we do. I know it's hard and challenging to fit that into your already busy schedules, but this is part of the job. It is part of having your accounts is making sure that the key people that can help the customers get what they want, our supplier partners get what they want. And by the way, you're also still selling wine and spirits. Um, so it's not like you're just doing this for lip service. There is actually a point to having these people visit and do this work. Um, we are making sure as portfolio managers and then as your district managers that uh, what is coming to you uh, and being asked of you for these is relevant to your territories and there's there's reason and rationale behind it. It's not just busy work for the sake of busy work. Uh, we are limiting the amount of people that are allowed to come into the marketplace so that we don't overwhelm you all for this and don't overwhelm our customers because this is something that's going to take some getting used to on both sides. Right? We understand the challenges on the customer front as well. Um, so it's it's not it doesn't go unnoticed. But the reality is it's part of the job. Other companies have been doing this for, for months now. Uh, we are, as far as I understand it, the very last to actually get on board with bringing back ride-alongs in the marketplace uh, that we're doing them in any sort of significant capacity previous to the pandemic. Part of why I've been doing these events once a month uh, is is to get some of that experience in with, with uh, outputting a lot of the workload onto you all. Uh, I'm going to try to continue to do those and we're going to take some more precautions to make them safer going forwards. Um, and just as a reminder for uh, those that were there at that party, um, you know, we we had some uh, some scares, but nothing was really a problem from the end of it. Uh, it was from outside sources. So uh, thank you to those that attended um, and just know that we are taking the uh, safety precautions necessary to keep those events safe. Um, and when we have ride alongs, we are also going to do the same. You know, we don't want you to have to do anything that you're uncomfortable with, um, meaning, you know, having somebody in your car or tasting with somebody who's unvaccinated or um, if it's a really problematic uh, place uh, where 
you don't really feel safe with more than just yourself there, you know, if you make the appointment, your DM or myself can help you uh, with actually being present for the presentation uh, that is going to be pending your DM's approval, of course. But we don't want this to be something where you feel forced to do it or uncomfortable doing it, but it is part of the job. As much as you may think it's not, having the accounts that you have means that this is part of the responsibility for those accounts. And we do want to also listen to what your accounts want and need and what they're comfortable with. So that is something that we do appreciate the feedback on, but know that this is this is happening. <laughs> That's just, there's no other way to put it. This is happening. Uh, it's an important part of our business. It's a part that's been missing, and I think you'll actually find that you enjoy it more than more than you think you you uh, you're gonna hate it. Um, and I think that we should really start to try to embrace this. Um, our supplier partners need to be part of our lives. <laughs> I mean, there's no other way to put it. Uh, they need to be part of our lives in order for us to continue to to build these partnerships in a meaningful way that will help us in the long run and help you in the long run and your customers. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Please do, um, when these things are being asked of you, please do take them seriously. Um, voice your concerns if they're valid. Um, but, you know, I'm going to say this, uh, maybe a controversial thing to say, but please don't, uh, don't use our current situation as an excuse not to engage because you don't want to. Um, you know, I, I, that is my fear, if I'm being honest, that that's going to happen. And uh, I really think that that would be a mistake on all of our parts if we allowed that to be the case. So please do take these seriously. Uh, I hope you can embrace it. Uh, your feedback on who you want to, to see is very valid too. We're happy to take that feedback and get those people in for you to do the job. And if you happen to have somebody and it really doesn't go well, I also want that feedback too, because we don't want to be wasting your time. So if something does end up being that way, um, we can we can adjust going forward. So, all right. To more fun news, um, we've had a bunch of wines come in in the last, a bunch of wines and spirits come in in the last couple of weeks, as I'm sure you've been noticing. Uh, a few big ones to really point out. The Connoisseur, obviously, is a huge acquisition for us. Uh, you know, a, a B Corp, 1% uh, donated to the environment. Uh, Chilean brand that's uh, one of the top Chilean brands in the world. Uh, the Bicicleta is a beast of, uh, of a label. Uh, the organic has been growing steadily over the years. Uh, as I've told probably everyone at this point, one of the things that I, uh, I really championed when I was starting, uh, when I was actually, I, I guess, applying for this job uh, and interviewing for it more accurately, was that Chile is a place that is so underrepresented based on the quality and value uh, that is available. And one of the brands I said that actually was, was doing it well was Connoisseur. And that, you know, I think in the five years after that interview, I said, by, in the five years time, you'll see that Chile and uh, subsequently, I believe, Portugal to be that as well. We're going to become such staples of value in the wine world for the way the quality was rising and the price was staying low. And sure enough, here we are with one of the brands I was, I was mentioning five years ago, uh, just signing on. Uh, and I think you're going to see that if you haven't had a chance to try the wines, please do take them out, take them to your accounts. Um, you know, I think for the price, which is, by the way, lower than it was with previous distribution, uh, there's it's really hard to beat the quality. Uh, and the thoughtfulness that goes into the winemaking for such a scale is really impressive. 
Outside of that, uh, we did just get in Eric Zentler's Foundation Cellars Wines. Uh, most of you were able to talk with him a couple of weeks ago. Eric's a really cool dude. Uh, he's been making the wines at Darby for a couple of years. Um, let me let me rephrase that. He's not the winemaker at Darby. He's been making his wines at Darby, uh, just to make sure that that's a clear point. But uh, if you haven't tried those, there are free samples at the warehouse for you. Please do just ask Brendan. He'll get them set up for you. Uh, they are the best Walla Walla wines that we have in the book, uh, for the money, uh, you know, the 25 to 30 bucks they are wholesale is well worth it. So please check those out. Uh, labels are great too. They've got kind of a, uh, you know, orange swift vibe to them. If I do say so myself. Uh, and then speaking of Walla Walla, uh, we have Balboa too, which is great. Uh, Tom's been fantastic. Uh, so far, Rebecca is really killing it. If you haven't uh, gotten a chance to meet her, she was at the Monday tasting event a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she's lovely. She's working real hard. She knows pretty much everybody. So really, uh, do try to reach out to her. She will make you some money. Um, we're just getting out off the ground with Balboa. And I really think that's going to become one of our benchmark Washington brands in the next year or so, uh, because of the quality, their willingness to be good partners and, uh, and just in, in general, I think I think they're fun wines that people can really get behind. So there's those. Uh, other things that have come in, um, the long-awaited Pescador Rosé arrived, uh, which is, if, if you all recall, Pescador is sort of our Vino Verde option of the year. We obviously have the Bico Amarello from Eshbrau as well, but that's still, uh, Vance came on and talked about that on the podcast a couple of uh, months ago. But Pescador is that sort of cheap, spritzy option for us. It is from Spain. There's some great uh, charity work that goes along with it. They're doing a lot of turtle conservation work. So every bottle goes towards uh, conservation for the turtles. It's made by one of the biggest kava houses in the world, but it's not a kava. It's just kava grapes made like Vino Verde um, is the best way to put it. And now we have the rosé counterpart to that. And it's got the little fishies on the label. It's a great one to put into a seafood section uh, of a grocery store or to just have uh, on a patio. I highly recommend it. Um, and then bar box, we just got in the gin lemonade and the margarita. Uh, I'm super pumped for those. Uh, I got a chance to try them early and I was actually really, really impressed, particularly with the margarita because every pre-batch margarita and, and most margarita mixes, to be honest as well, always taste artificial and super sweet. This actually has a, a good acid balance to it. Um, it's quite flavorful. Um, you know, it's for something that's in a box and you can take on a, a hike with you and pour over ice. It's pretty damn good. So I, I highly recommend you getting that out to your customers. I think especially uh, retail, it should do super, super well. Um, and then one gin, we've had a lot of gins come in. Uh, it, you know, gin is, is a summer, uh, summer liquor for sure. Um, but one in particular that uh, Pat was really really stoked on was the gin lane 1751 cucumber watermelon uh, mint gin uh, he made some some uh, gin and tonics basically just with that uh, and our thomas henry tonic and actually called me on a friday night just to tell me how freaking amazing it was uh, he was just so stoked about it and uh, has made me want to try it ever since i haven't had the chance yet but i'm hoping maybe in the in the next week or two i'll get get a chance to get some gnts together for myself um, and, uh, so please take that around to your accounts. I mean, anyone that has Hendrix, this is an obvious, uh, obvious option to go against that. Um, 
But yeah, check it out. Gin Lane 1751 Cucumber Watermelon Mint Gin. And then, believe it or not, we got beer. Uh, we've always we've had uh, a couple of beers. We've dabbled a little bit here and there. Uh, but Propolis is finally in the house. Uh, just a couple of notes for this. We are not going to really be doing their keg program. This is just going to be bottles and cans only. The new can uh, products from them are fantastic. Uh, I'm really stoked on those. I think that's going to be a great, great opportunity for restaurants and retail. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to, to look them up, please do. They're from Port Townsend. Uh, this is one of those uh, suppliers that was sort of like, yeah, you know, if we did this, I would love this to be one we do it with. And sure enough, here we are. Um, they have such a really thoughtful, natural uh, approach to beer making. Um, they have a great balance to them while still having that wild element. Kind of Saison farmhouse style tends to be where they lean. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's just, it, it fits in really well for those that know wine more than beer. I think you can really, uh, understand what's, what's happening there. Once you get to try them, all of the, uh, products are sold by the case. So there are samples available. You just have to ask Brendan in the warehouse to pull them for you. Uh, he's got a case of everything pulled already. So just say, Hey, I want to check this one out. And then boom, you'll put it on a, on your next sample invoice. Uh, outside of that, uh, there's two more, quite a few, like I said, came in, um, two more really big ones to note. But before I finish with those, I just wanted to mention the Roly Gassman, uh, Alsatian wines are super awesome. Uh, if anyone has a chance to play with those, please do. Uh, the Zazu wines are a great alternative to St. Felix and, uh, Jean-Paul. If you need something there, Minervois in particular, I think is really killer, um, and worth, worth a look. And then we got in some more of the Hermann Moser. So the Green Eyes Gruner that we've had for a long time uh, is made by Hermann Moser. So we got in some of his uh, namesake wines. And that 750 Gruner from him is even less expensive by the, uh, by the ounce than the Green Eyes and worth a, worth a peak as well. Uh, and then we have a Madeira uh, from them. So the, not from Hermann Moser, sorry, but from Boutique. Uh, so it's a rainwater Madeira. So if you need Madeira, we have a little bit of something to play with now. So the last two things I'm going to talk about first is the Paloma uh, Prosecco Rosé that we've been just crushing it with. The Muse and Paloma are both just monsters from, from Pizzolatto. Uh, I'm so stoked with how well those have been received uh, and rightfully so. The packaging is amazing. Uh, it's organic fruit. Uh, it it, it had, checks a lot of really great boxes uh, for such a, an amazing product and package. And now we have the 187s of those in stock as well. We also got in the Canela Lido 187 Prosecco Rosé. So we have two small sparkling rosé options for you. But the Paloma is the really big one that we're going deep on. Um, I will talk a little bit about it later. But there is uh, some natural merchants uh, brand goal money out there for you. The 187 is not going to be part of it. But the Paloma 750 will be. It's a pretty sweet deal. So stay tuned for that. And then the last one is the start of a new category for us as well that... I think is going to become super, super important, which is non-alcoholics, believe it or not. Uh, so we are partnering with a, a new supplier, which I'll talk about a little bit later. Their name's Shotzi and they work with lights and that's one of the biggest uh, non-alcoholics in the world for sure. But we also have an organic non-alcoholic wine, which is, uh, it's called Win. W-I-N is the name of the brand. It's from Natural Merchants who has fast become one of our top suppliers. Uh, there are three wines it's from Spain. So there's a Verdejo, a Tempranillo, and a Sparkling. They are um, all in stock now. 
So please do take a look at those. Non-alcoholics, the healthy wine options uh, and non-alcoholic section is just booming. Uh, and we want to make sure we, we bring in the right type of brands for that. Uh, I think Wynn is a really great option for those people that want, it's the most affordable option we'll have for one. And then it's that Spanish style uh, with the Tempranillo. So somebody who uh, perhaps likes a more Washington style wine, or that's what they used to drink, or when they've tasted things, that's what they gravitate to. The wind's going to be perfect for that. Um, so please do take some bottles out. The best way to search for it, by the way, is just to type in N-O-N space A-L-C non-alc. Um, because if you type in win, there's a ton of things that have the word wine in it and, uh, you will get a lot of different options for searches if you do that. So please type in non-alc. That is unfortunately right now only for Washington. Um, I want to make that clear as well. Sorry. Uh, lights is going to be for Washington and Idaho. And then there's a third option that we're, uh, we're looking at bringing in that, uh, is actually not done, uh, in the same method. It's actually a drinking vinegar that's spiced. Um, believe it or not, uh, to taste like wine and have the texture of wine. And that should be for all three states uh, when we finalize that one. But non-alcoholics is something that's going to become more and more important. There's a, there is some sort of seasonality to it. Uh, I believe that seasonality is post-summer, post-Labor Day, uh, when people go back to school and uh, parents have to kind of straighten up a little bit through the holidays because you want to share experiences with all of your family members, some of which might not drink. So having non-alcoholic options for your holiday events is becoming more and more necessary. And people don't want to just drink shitty non-alcoholic beer. They actually want something good. And now there's starting to be options available for that. And then obviously through dry January, a lot of people are actually doing dry September now too, believe it or not. So there is a dry, dry September movement, not as prevalent as dry January, but it's out there. So really, September through January is the quote-unquote season, but unlike other, you know, alleged seasonal products like rosé, um, which is such a myth, uh, for another for another day, another podcast, we'll talk about how much bullshit that is. But it, there is a perceived season for rosé, right? And it, that you do see a notable drop-off. I don't think we'll see quite that same cliff with non-alcoholics because those people that don't drink, unless it's for dry January will also continue to not drink throughout the year. So if we can get them, you know, uh, into the products that we're offering for non-alcoholics, this could become a monster category for us. Um, and spoken as somebody who does not want to stop drinking personally, um, I have enjoyed these things, these products, uh, myself over courses of nights. And I actually find myself now, um, not drinking during the week to be honest, you know, weekdays, I try to, I try to not drink. And so this is a great option to have. And this is something I've been gravitating to a little bit more, even though I, I don't really want to give it up. It's, it, it's made me feel better. Um, so, you know, I hate to admit it. That's a hot take, I guess, <laughs> but, uh, there you go. So non-alcoholics be on the lookout for that and check out the win if you're in Washington. Um, other than that, uh, Let's dive into drinking with Pat. Pat uh, made up some French 75s this week, so let's check that out. Here we go. Right. Welcome to drinking with Pat. Here we are in the middle of July. Uh, <laughs> what are you cooking up for us today, Pat? Uh, so today, uh, in honor of Bastille Day that's coming up here on the 14th, um, I figured we would do a uh, or highlight a classic called the French 75. 
Um, as um, as many people uh, may or may not know, this um, this drink was popularized by Harry's American Bar uh, in Paris in about 1926. Um, and then after that, the cocktail started showing up at the uh, world famous Stork Club Bar in New York City. So the the name uh, the French 75 is after uh, named after a uh, 75 uh, millimeter cannon that uh, the French used in World War One. So that's um, that's kind of where the name uh, and a little bit of the provenance and history about the French 75. Now, classically, um, it has been said that this cocktail was originally made with cognac at Harry's American Bar. Um, and then somewhere along the lines, it uh, transitioned into gin. So either way, you can use cognac or, uh, or gin for this, uh, for this cocktail. I, um, I, since it is summertime and uh, in honor of Bastille Day, we're going to use a French gin uh, called uh, G-Vine Floraison. So, uh, but like I said, you can use cognac. I would use the Camus uh, VS, uh, Intensely Aromatic, or the um, Brandy St. Louis, uh, which is a lovely French uh, brandy. Uh, both of those would work fine, but uh, for this cocktail, we're going to use gin. So essentially, you're going to need uh, the G-Vine Floraison. You're going to need some fresh lemon juice. Um, you're going to need some uh, simple syrup. We're going to use the uh, rum jam syrup de con. And um, we're going to need some champagne. And for this one, I'm going to use the uh, Godme uh, Reserve Premier Cru in the uh, 375 ml format. Oh, you're fancy. Yeah, well, we're, you know, we're going to we're going to use some champ champagne today. So, <laughs> I mean, you can obviously you can use um, Prosecco. You can use Cava. Um, you know, there's, you don't have to use champagne, but, uh, I thought, uh, since we have a lot of the Godme 375, uh, Prosecco on here, I mean, uh, Premier Crew on hand, um, in the 375 ML, I figured, uh, why not? Let's use that one. So honestly, you just want to take your shaker, fill it with, um, you want to, uh, fill it with ice. You're going to have your champagne flute, um, all ready to go. I make a nice little lemon twist and, uh, zest that, uh, in, into the glass. You're going to pour in about an ounce to an ounce and a quarter of um, the uh, G-Vine Florison. You're going to add about a half ounce of lemon juice and a couple of dashes of the Rum JM Syrup de Con. Um, you're going to shake that. Uh, you want to taste it. You can do uh, lemon and sugar to taste. It's, it should have a nice little um, uh, sharp acidity to it with uh, a, a nice little uh, balanced uh, backbone of sweetness. Um, you want to just uh, do a nice little strain into your coupe or your um, flute and then uh, essentially top it with uh, about three ounces of, uh, of champagne. And there you have it. A beautiful and lovely, refreshing French 75. Easy peasy. And the G-Vines, uh, since it's great, it's gluten-free, right? Yeah, so G-Vine is grape-based. It, uh, uh, it is gluten-free. And um, it is a beautiful French gin from our friends at Maison Villevert, uh, which is made uh, possible to us by PM Spirits. Um, uh, Maison Villevert also produces the Le Quintini Vermouth um, and uh, also the uh, June Gin. Beautiful. 
Awesome. And that's uh, that's drinking Paris style French seventy five. Yeah, lots of history it. on that uh, on that cocktail. Sounds like it. Well, well, merci, Pat. <laughs> merci beaucoup. Uh, <laughs> au revoir. <laughs> All right, we'll talk next week. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate Thanks. it. Bye. 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 All right, that was our good buddy Pat with the French 75. Uh, you know, if you, if you really don't feel like making that, even though it's a pretty easy cocktail, we do have the Freeland French 75 cans too, so don't forget about those. Uh, on the brief and wonderful side of things, it's going to be Andrew Jones from Field Recordings, who I uh, am interviewing. So take a look at that. Andrew is an awesome dude. I've uh, really loved working with him, uh, and I worked with him previously in, in other iterations of uh, in different jobs I've been in. And he's always just been a very humble, uh, cool dude. And um, he's doing so much stuff, so thoughtful with the land, and thinks about things in such a unique and interesting way, and um, makes great wine. So that's a good interview for sure. He's also um, just a behemoth of a man, by the way, just a total side note here. But he was an offensive lineman uh, in college, and uh, he very much looks that part still today. He sort of towers over. He's like six four, you know, 300 plus or whatever. And just, you know, like looks like he could pick up a tractor trailer with his bare hands sort of thing. So um, big dude, um, but cool, cool guy. Uh, so give that a listen and hopefully you enjoy it. I know I, know I enjoyed talking to him. A couple of uh, other little house cleaning things real quick. I just want to get these out of the way. Uh, we pulled the E, uh, the accent goo. Uh, off of the ease from Rosé. It was on a few things things still lingering. I thought we had cleaned that up, but we found a couple. The biggest one was Rayburn Rosé. Um, that should help with your searches. Um, so we try to remove any accents from any place in the descriptions so that you don't have to figure out how to type an accent on your phone uh, when you're searching for things. Um, so if you're still finding anything that might pop up that way, please let us know. We can fix it really quick. Um, but I think we got them all now. I hope. Fingers crossed. Um, <clears throat> other notes, the Petule from uh, Franco Serra came in, and this product replaces the Moscato as it existed previously. As a reminder, it is the exact same wine. It is just a different label. That was something that happened from the winery. I don't know why. But that's the case. There you go. It is ITF7, uh, ITFS17, excuse me, ITFS17. There you go. Um, and uh, let's see. Outside of that, the Patterson bubbles have returned. I know we all talked about that. There was the, the bottling line issue for, for a brief moment in time. It's been fixed. Uh, no need to worry there. Uh, Frizzante away. They've got 2,000 cases for us. Go nuts. I think that'll be a huge one for us for this uh this holiday season because there really isn't very many other domestic sparkling options at that price point and certainly not something i think that it's got that kind of quality so there you go uh and then lastly just as a reminder the nomadica cans that are coming in everything in stock is the old labels everything coming from this point forward is the new labels if you want to know what those look like check out their website they're they're already on there um i will send out pictures when they arrive it should be in seven to 10 days. Uh, there is a new wine in there, which is a Chardonnay. Uh, it's labeled as a dry white. It's 100% Chardonnay. Uh, I actually talked with Kristen uh, for the uh, podcast interviews earlier this week, and she talks all about it. So you can learn more from that when we post it. Uh, the new labels are fantastic. Uh, big improvement, I think. Um, still have some elements of the old ones, so you can get the sense of where it's come from. Uh, but, but great, great new packaging. 
So check those out when they arrive. There is also a ton of free goods. Your DMs will have them for you, but uh, there's some Brave Sellers. There's Baron Francois, which is those really high scoring great Bordeaux, Foundation Sellers, some sparkling rosés from South Africa in Mulderbosch and Lubanzi. And then, as I mentioned before, the Clo Mogador olive oil. Uh, so coordinate with your DMs. They know what's available for them to, to, to dole out to you, uh, and they will get it done with you. Outside of that, uh, as I mentioned, the market work's starting to happen. So people are coming into town. Uh, the next big one's going to be Lucia uh, from Arano at the end of the month. Um, I'm thinking about doing a, another cooking event with her outside. I haven't quite settled on what we're going to do just yet. Um, I'm going to talk with her tomorrow, so stay tuned for some more details there. We do have new lower pricing. Uh, it's been in since the middle of June, so it's not new. But there is lower prices on all the Kune core items. So make sure you are taking those around. And Monopole is on bonus right now. So great time to be selling the Monopole. Uh, outside of that, uh, for new swag, I mentioned those Monte Antico uh, plates. They're really beautiful. Um, even if you just need plates for your house, let me know. Uh, we, we we can get them out uh, to you just to enjoy. They're, they're beautiful. They're, they got to go somewhere, guys. So, so might as well be here to you. Why not? Uh, still have some Volio stuff, wine keys, et cetera. And then uh, we have a ton of Uve ball stoppers. And then lastly, we have some connoisseur wine bags en route. So look out for those soon. I'll let you know when they arrive. Um, wine enthusiast new fall buying guide came out. We've gotten word. I can't tell you which wine yet, but we did get the number seven wine on the wine enthusiast top 100 best buys. Uh, I am sworn to secrecy on which wine it is that we carry, but it is one that we carry. Um, we've bought all they would allocate to us of it. And it is a wine that already sells pretty well. I think this will just continue to boost its uh, popularity. But that's something we know. Uh, there's lots of other wines, including some of the new wines that we got, like Foundation, that have great new 92, 93 point scores that just came out. So for those people that are really looking for the scores, um, be looking in AOC Plus because those are going to start getting updated here uh, shortly uh, with all the great new press. Um, speaking of great press, um, Hoxie and Old Westminster, it was the watermelon chili flavor and the uh, seeds and skins from Old Westminster were in Eater's top five canned wines list that they just published on their national site uh, last week. Uh, so that's a nice little shout out. Uh, the seeds and skins we'll have back in, in about two weeks, 10 days to 14 days. Uh, watermelon chili is in stock now. Uh, cans are still hot. Please get them out there. Uh, some good press. Let's use it to our advantage. Um, and just another reminder, A&W underscore new underscore, underscore cool underscore stuff. A&W cool new stuff. That's where A&W's cool new stuff gets posted. So that article's posted there. Uh, I'm a little behind on all these new arrivals. They came at us pretty fast and furious. So I'll start posting some more of those on there. But that's going to be a great rolling uh, rolling tab of all the things that are arriving. Um, there'll be bottle shots, obviously, so you can just click on the image. And then inside of each of those, I have a quick little description, the item code, which states it's available in, the pricing uh, as it sits in Washington. So um, the uh, one case price that I'll put in there is what you'll typically see for Oregon and Idaho. Um, and, uh, and then also a link to any sort of additional information that's available, text sheets or their website or whatever I have that's helpful for you to try to learn more. Um, so that is a great resource. OneDrive, I know, is a bit of a rat's nest, um, so it's hard to really dig out the things that you want. Um, AOC Plus is continuing to get developed, and lots of great information is there, and uh, it's a good, quick resource if you need to dive a little deeper. 
especially on new things that have just arrived, uh, this is going to start to become the place to look. And, uh, you know, if you have Instagram, you know that each, if you go into the account, you'll see the little window panes with the images in it. And then that way you can just click on the image for the thing you're trying to look up. And it should be pretty obvious because I'm not going to put some wacky photo as the, as the lead photo that wouldn't really lead you to know what, what it is. So uh, check that out when you get a chance. Um, outside of that, congratulations to Team North. They were the top sales team, sales division in July. Um, and uh, Ben was leading the charge, pretty hardcore there. Um, crushing it as, as always, as he does in the summer with the islands. Uh, keep up the great work, buddy. Um, it's, uh, it's always fun watching you work out there, man. Um, and then one thing I wanted to mention as we're starting to wrap up for the week here is just to think about the business um, and your customers' needs when you're coming uh, to, to myself or to Pat or even to your DMs uh, asking for help. Um, I've been getting a lot of requests of late that are like, hey, my customer's looking for a Kermont. It's like, okay, that's, that's a start. But what's really helpful, how I can really help you is if I know they're looking for a Cremant to replace this wine that they pay this much for and buy this much at a time to get that price. Because in all of that information, there's there's a lot more for me to work with to figure out, A, what kind of wines they like, because if I know what wine they're buying, I can get a better sense of the style that they want of wine. Um, B, if I know the price we're trying to beat, I can help you beat it um, so that because uh, as much as we all want to believe that it's all quality, we do know that price matters. So we want to make sure we're giving the best price possible uh, to be competitive. So if somebody's out there, you know, undercutting us by two bucks, I, I, it's really helpful to know that um, so that I can go to the supplier and figure out how to make it work so that we can match the price. Um, and then lastly, it is it is helpful, not necessary, but super helpful to know how many cases they have to buy to get that price. Um, because that is something we can also help beat them on. If they have to buy 10 cases to get that price, maybe we can make our, Q maybe our QD3 is good enough for that. So they only have to buy three cases at a time and that helps them with their inventory, you know, things like that. Um, so uh, try to provide that context as much as you can when you're coming and asking for help and, and come, come with that information. Um, it just saves us a lot of time because I am going to ask you that, that question as soon as you, if, if you give me that sort of vague request, I'm going to, bounce it back to you and ask for those details. Um, you know, we have 20 Cremants in the book, so there's so many different directions we could go. You know, that's one example of that. You know, if it's, if it's, they're looking for a happy hour red, even that there's probably a dozen options I could think of off the top of my head. Um, so some sort of um, context is super important uh, to those types of interactions. And I think it'll make everything more efficient for both of us and more effective, to be honest. I think we can really do a lot more together. And um, I can be your biggest advocate for things you need to get the job done if I know exactly what it is you need. So, you know, I've, I've had it happen twice this week alone where we've gone down this road and we've gotten to the bottom line of exactly what it was we're trying to go against. And then you know, between the suppliers and Anton's support, uh, we were able to get to a place where we could beat that and, um, you know, make big sales and make things happen because we just need to ask the question. And I'm never afraid to ask the question of our suppliers or 
you know, hope he's not listening, but of Anton um, <laughs> to, you know, if it's, if it's what we need to get the job done, I'm going to ask the question. And I can't ask that question if I don't know what I need to ask for. So these details are, are, are paramount. Um, so I don't think I can stress that enough, even though I've rambled on about it for several minutes now. Uh, outside of that, lots of new incentives. I'm not going to go through them now because uh, that is exactly the opposite of what it is that I was uh, trying to trying to get away from for this uh, podcast. So check it out in the spreadsheet and in your AOC Plus. They've been popping in on your emails pretty regularly. Um, there's some big ones coming from Natural Merchants. That was the, the one I wanted to announce earlier. It's going to be $5 uh, per case sold and $20 for every new placement made of your top 20 accounts. Um, I am working on how to put that into the bounty program for the $20 one, but I will be adding in the $5 per case on the eight wines that we're focusing in on uh, for next week and uh, we'll be good to go. And so you will have that through the rest of the year. And those that have Whole Foods are should feel very fortunate because we were able to negotiate for the Whole Foods uh, sales to count as well. So all Whole Foods new natural merchants items that are included in this will count if you sell it in as a full case. Um, you're welcome because <laughs> that's that's a lot of money. Um, outside of that, next week I'm going to have Pete Stoltman on the uh, on the podcast for the interviews. I did a couple more this week. Uh, I'm starting to get more international people available, but there's uh, we're coming up against harvest and things, so um, probably we'll start to see more of that in October, November. It will be a little more domestic for the next couple, um, and then pending arrivals that are really exciting. Uh, we just got a whole bunch of Volio. Shotzi just landed. Shotzi is, if you're a Terry Thies fan or if you have customers who are Terry Thies fans, the Shotzi portfolio is going to be awesome for you. Um, the Lights wines, the non-alcoholics, they're so uh, popular that they're actually three full containers backordered. That's how much uh, demand there is nationally right now for these. We're working on a, a straight DI order from them. We're going to pull a little bit of inventory in. Uh, from what they have coming that we were able to to wrestle away um but we want to be fully engaged in that uh by the holiday season for sure at the latest but we are getting the alcoholic side of shotzi in now which is some amazing amazing wines it's not necessarily the cheapest things in our portfolio um but uh i mean uh Mitya cirque is one of my favorite friulian producers hands down uh those that came to the oyster uh, oyster events. I actually had Cirque's um, orange wine vinegar that I'd brought back from Friuli that I was spraying on some of the oysters, uh, which was really fun. Um, we don't have the orange wine vinegar, obviously, but uh, but the wine is really fantastic. Um, so that's that's just one of the few names that they have that are just super impressive. And for those that are cider cider fiends, we've just got Sundstrom Cider, which is my favorite New York cider house. Um, I used to put, have it by the glass at my restaurant in Brooklyn. Um, we got a couple of the Sundstrom ciders in check them out. They are dope. Um, other than that, the Chaputier project that I feel like I've been teasing on this podcast since we started it, uh, Marius is about a month out now. Um, we just, we just tweaked the pricing. The good thing about it taking so long is that it actually outlasted the tariffs. So we looked at our pricing this past week and we were able to bring most everything down like two, three bucks at least. Um, and the, uh, Saint Perret and the Cornas, uh, and the San Josef came down to like ridiculous, like glass pourable prices. So uh, those are going to be pretty darn exciting. Um, and I, I can't wait for them to get here and we'll order more right away. And I bet you guys will blow through it because it's just, it's a smash hit. 
So, um, I mean, with a name like Chaputier behind it, how could it not be, right? So check out those soon. Um, be on the lookout. And then, yeah, I mean, that's really that's really it for this week. I, I went a little longer than I was hoping to here. But, uh, you know, I hope hope you're going to enjoy this new format. I'll, I'll tighten it up a little bit as we go. Um, and, you know, continue sharing your successes with us. I think it, the, the market, you know, as crazy and hectic and uh, uncertain things still continue to be, um, you know, your efforts out there aren't going unnoticed uh, and the results aren't going unnoticed. And it's just continuing to be more and more exciting to, to be in a place that has the opportunities uh, presented to us to move forward successfully. And more and more things are coming in uh, to try to fill those voids for you that we may have in the book. Uh, and more and more tools are being developed to try to help with that. And I think it's, uh, I think it's only good things to come. I hope it's only good things to come, but I believe it is. Um, so continue to be safe out there. Continue taking care of yourselves. Continue to, uh, to hustle like you've been doing. Um, thanks for all that you do. And thanks for giving us it.